Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats post game. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Ben White. Brad Alice will be joining us shortly. Um, ben, well, let's get right down to it. This was the, I think this was maybe the performance of the year by the Wildcats and that there was no let up. Arizona beat the snot out of Oregon in the first half. They didn't let up in the second half either. And from a player perspective, Arizona was able to get a lot of what I think that uh, Arizona fans wanted to see. This was just overall a very impressive victory. Two straight very impressive victories by the Arizona Wildcats. This was a butt kicking. This is exactly what you needed. I'll put it to you this way. Um, If somebody on Oregon is putting up 39 points and you're still winning by 20, um, just goes to show you everything was clicking for Arizona today. I mean, I think the story of the game, especially there in that first half, is Boswell. 19 points. I mean, he was just electric, man. I mean, he was making shots from half court. He looked comfortable on both ends of the court. And we've talked about all year when Boswell plays this way, have a hard time seeing really many teams in the country even beating Arizona. I mean, they looked far and away the best they've looked all year, I thought, especially there in that first half. And it carried over to that second half, too. And, you know, you got to be thankful for obviously having a guy like Caleb Love. He shows up in these moments. But that energy trickled down. And again, you had five guys in double figures. I thought Oregon had a tough time all night. You know, Dante was never really able to get established. Granted, he did have that injury there in the second half and nothing really worked. I mean, it was all hands on deck for Arizona. They played really good on the defensive end. And I thought early in the game, you know, that made it easy for the the rest of the team. And offensively, they just coasted away after that. Yeah, I'm at the point with uh, Kylan Boswell. If Kylan Boswell plays like this, I believe that Arizona has the highest upside in the entire country. I really do. Uh, we'll get to the other players on the team, but man, when he is playing, when he is playing, when he is hunting his shot, and not just you know kind of passively taking it, when he is hunting his shot, when he's getting into the lane, when he's pushing the tempo, he again, that's what he looks like a five star player coming out of uh, that he was coming out of high school, just totally different across the board, and everybody. Everybody's role just kind of falls into play when Kylan Boswell is playing the uh, is playing the wins that are the way that he is. Man, an aggressive Kylan Boswell turns into an efficient Kylan Boswell. You can also tell too that the way that he shoots the ball, he's always been able to shoot the ball. It's so much about confidence with him. But man, Ben, I mean, you know, we talk about UConn, we talk about Houston. There's all kinds of uh, you know good teams out there. But I'll put Arizona's upside against absolutely anybody in the country when Kylan Boswell is playing like that at the point guard spot. 
Well, I think it gives Arizona the ability to do a lot of different things, too, when he's playing well. And you know that you're going to get productivity out of him on on both ends. Um, You know, a good majority of that second half, right? Arizona did go small um, with Keyshaw Johnson. And I thought they were just as deadly doing that. So when you run into a team like Princeton or a team like Bama that maybe is a little bit smaller, likes to play fast, you know, Arizona is going to be in a good spot. And then conversely, you know, Johnson, I think, he had a fantastic game and and when he's able to show you what he did tonight, you know, it, it helps Arizona in those types of matchups where, you know, things are going to be a little bit more slow. The players are going to be bigger and we've talked about all year, how will they handle and how will they match up against those teams? And again, Boswell is just that key because when he plays well, it takes the load off the rest of the team because if he goes out there on the defensive end and, and forces some turnovers, kind of like how he did tonight, that leads to easy baskets. And right. once we have some easy baskets, it opens things up. It opens things up for him. And when he's inevitably able to make those big shots, you know, it just takes a big burden on Arizona's off Arizona's uh, back. And I think when when you've got that going, Again, I don't really see many teams slowing that down when he's playing at that caliber. And this is why he was brought back. This is why that Tommy Ray, uh, Tommy Lloyd gave him the, the keys to the to the castle this year. And this is why he uh, is, is the level of player that we expect him to be. Because we talked about throughout the entire stretch where he was struggling. You know, the conversations came up about, well, do you need to make a change? Does Bradley need to be the starting point guard? Is Boswell even a part of this program moving forward? Is he good enough? And again, you he showed tonight why he is. I mean, he's talented, Mike. It's just a confidence thing with him. And when he's locked in on both ends of the court, this team is unstoppable, plain and simple. They are. Yeah, the team is unstoppable, and he, and everybody just kind of falls into play. Now, for the people asking, will there be a My Bad uh, Boswell movement? I still need a little bit more, people. This has been two awesome, awesome games, but we've seen that he's capable. I will be more than happy to start that movement again, but we need to keep pushing this. We need to keep hustling, motivating, to quote Nipsey Hustle. And, <laughs> but again, I would love to be able to do that. Also, with Boswell, the one thing about him, too, is that everybody just kind of falls into play because there's going to be times when Eric Arizona is uh, going to be better going small where you're going to have key shot at the uh, center position, but having Boswell at that point, having that flexibility with Jaden Bradley as well, then you're going to have Caleb Love, Pella Larson. I mean, you could have a KJ Lewis in there, but man, when Boswell does that, everything just kind of falls into play. I mean, he was, he was fantastic, Ben. Yeah, and I think Dennis Walsh makes a, a good point here when he talks about how he had some moves in the lane too. It wasn't just outside shooting. I mean, he right. was doing everything on on both ends of the court and when, when you get that from a guy like that I think it makes it easier for a lot of different guys on the team because let's look at it I mean love obviously is a guy who Arizona needs tremendously we're very happy to have him but he's somebody who wants to kind of take his shot in spots right he he wants to be able to take that deep shot um, you set him up, you get him a little bit more open because maybe the defense isn't as keyed in on him as usual, just because you have a number of different guys in the guard spot making shots. But I thought it really made things easier for him tonight. What, 22 points, nine for 19. He made some big threes per usual. But really, you know, the guy I think, too, it makes things easier for and life a little bit easier um, moving forward for is Larson as well. I mean, four yeah. for six from three. 22 points. Now, granted, we know what Larson does defensively. We know how important he is for them in that aspect, but it just looked really easy for him, and, and it looked really fluid. And I think Boswell did a good job of running that offense, dictating where the ball needs to be, and really making it easier for his teammates to find those easy shots. And I think Larson was was completely indicative of that tonight.
Yeah, all right. Now, let's get to some of these comments. we got the Super Snaps coming in hot and heavy. $1.99 from Jeremiah Dibble. Hello, Jeremiah Dibble. How are you? Also, we had another Super Snap coming in for the Nipsey Hustle uh, quotation right there. Nip Hustle, one of my two favorite rappers right there. All right, now, um, all ca- like I said, we're going to get to all of that now. Also, let's talk just kind of about the, uh, you know, the senior night. Because I think a lot of times, and Rhino was talking about this a little bit, I think with senior nights, um, you kind of worry about, all right, you have all of the, uh, you have all of the, uh, you know, the celebration, everybody is caught. Everybody's excited. You worry about kind of a, you know, a little bit of a, a deflating, uh, type uh, situation there. There was none of that. And honestly, all of the seniors played well. And I think that was the coolest thing about all of this, to be honest with you, Caleb love, which we're obviously going to get to was great. Pella Larson, Umar Ballo, leader of men, Keisha Johnson. Heck, I mean, Grant Whiteman was out there, and he's better than Bobby Hurley's kid. We can say that for a fact after watching him. He was not a liability. But one thing that I also am interested by, and I'd like to see a little bit more going forward, is when Pella gets into kind of that pick and roll action with Umar, that that's a dangerous little uh, that's a dangerous little uh, duo that they have because Pella is again Pella's never going to be able to come up and cross you up and stuff like that. But Pella's kind of got the hesitation going off of the screen when he can get downhill. He's a good passer. He's got the little floater. He's also like I said, he's a good passer that can set Umar Ballo up as well. I love it to be honest with you. Um, that was something that uh, they really started to hit on, and I'd like to see a little bit more of that as well. Yeah, and I think you will. And I think it made it easier for Arizona too, because when they're running that, um, you know, I think Dante wasn't as as prevalent as he usually is. And um Ballo, Ballo, I think as a result, felt a lot more comfortable. But yeah, I mean, Larson can do a number of different things. And it's just a matter of getting him in, involved and and getting him going early. And I think you'll continue to see that. And Arizona has shown, right, they can play small, they can play fast. And, you know, they have shown in stretches. I think there is still some questions behind how do they play when the game slows down and you've got some bigger players on on the opposition? But uh, all looks good at this point in the year. And you talk about struggles and you talk about what could potentially hold this team back. And I think, you know, Pastner made a good point on the broadcast when he was just talking about consistency, how, you know, this team just seems to get bored at times. And you're at a point in the year where you don't really have to worry about that because right. the, 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 the season is on the line. You still need Washington State to, to not get that one seed. You need to win out. You need to make sure that doesn't happen for the Pac-12 tournament. And, you know, when you look ahead to March, right, looking at the West region, the two destinations, Salt Lake City or Spokane, I'm Tommy Lloyd. If I'm Arizona, I want nothing to do with Spokane, Washington, just because there is some distraction there. Obviously, Lloyd has spent some time, a lot of time up in Gonzaga. So you're really in the driver's seat for your own destiny. And at this point in the year, when you look at what they have left, um, I don't really think there's any reason why they shouldn't win out and why they shouldn't dominate that Pac-12 tournament and be right where they want to be, Mike Luke. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, key, everybody does have their COVID year outside of Keyshaw. Now, I'm going to disagree here a little bit with uh, Electron Vibes. Giving up 83 points is concerning. I generally agree with that, but if the game's always at a 20-plus point differential, I don't really, I don't I don't worry about that. Again, I mean, or it's not like Oregon's got some decent players. It's not like they're not going to be able to score. So I definitely get your point, but I don't really worry about that. Now, if the game was five or six points, giving up 83 is concerning, but this game was really never in doubt. So I I don't, I don't really worry about that too much. That's not something that I have a, uh, you know, that I have a big concern about. Now let's get to the, uh, let's get to the uh, Desert Financial Credit Union by the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. All right. Um, 
you know, you look at it, and I think what's very what jumped out to me immediately when I was looking at the box score too was the way that Arizona passed, the way that Arizona shared the ball. Twenty-seven assists, ten turnovers, um, almost a three-to-one assist to turnover ratio, and again. With Tommy Lloyd's teams, we all know that they're the way they run, they're going to be some more turnovers. That's just something you have to deal with. But, you know, holding it to 10, if Arizona holds it to 10 and you get 27 assists, they're not going to be losing any of those games, Ben. No, and, and when you shoot, what, 61% from the field as well and 56% from three, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat an opponent. But, um, you know, there were stretches there in the second half uh, defensively, I thought, for a good, you know, five, six minutes where I think you let Oregon get a little bit too happy from from a shooting perspective, and that's why that 52% from Oregon, I think, looks a little bit more inflated. But outside of that, I mean, they, they played they played defense the offense first, and I think Arizona is one of these teams where, you know, if you're stepping up on the defensive end, and I think it really starts with a guy like Boswell and it starts like with Larson and their guard play, when you're stepping up and you're forcing turnovers and you're just making it impossible for Oregon to run what they want to offensively, which was the case tonight, it's going to lead to a pretty easy transition on the other side of the end, on the other side of the, uh, the court with Arizona's offense, because Again, guys are able to kind of pick their spots. The baskets come a lot easier. You know, I think Arizona did a nice job of getting to the rim overall tonight. And historically, when they've played uh, Oregon and, and somebody like Dante, that has been a bit of a challenge. But I get Balo only had 11. But to your point earlier, you know, he was getting Larson involved. He was making things happen in the picking pick and rolls. So not really much you can say from this game where, you know, kind of, you kind of scratch your head or think, oh, we could have improved here. Because to me, this was just as dominating as Arizona has looked in, in the last really four weeks. All right, let's get to Brad here in a second. But again, again, uh, AJW, you put it better than I could. It's hard to keep the intensity when you're up 20 points the whole game. They never really cut into that. So I don't necessarily worry about that. Also, Desert Financial Credit Union, when you open a free checking account online, Get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 today. You will thank me later. All right, William, uh, you're joining in here. This was something that I think everybody wanted to see. This was a, a senior day where all the seniors played well. It was a butt kicking and Arizona just looked really good. Brad, yeah, you, you know, think? they stormed out and, and then just kind of cruised. Right. Am I freezing um, for you guys? Because I'm not on my end, but yeah. Yeah, you're uh, maybe maybe try to restart or something because you are freezing a little bit. You're kind of got a little bit uh, a little bit uh, frozen there. But um, all right, now uh, let's talk a little bit about Caleb. Let's talk a little bit about Caleb Love. Uh, now listen, I believe that's it, been a long time since uh, Arizona has had. Well, a long time actually. It's been DeAndre Ayton, but I can count on uh, one hand the amount of times that there has been a consensus for uh, AP first team All American at the U of A. Well, actually, two hands. Um, Sean Elliott, Damon Stoudemire, Miles Simon, Mike Bibby. Jason Terry and DeAndre Ayton. I think you could start making a very good case that Caleb Love is somebody that deserves to be on that first team, especially if he finishes out the uh, year well. But uh, it, things are trending in that direction there, uh, Ben. Yeah, I mean, when you look at what he's done, even just from a statistic standpoint, he's averaging 20 a game. I mean, there isn't a game where he's not impactful and I think when you talk about these types of awards, you know, I, impact is really big to me. And without Caleb Love, Arizona's not where they are at all this season. I mean, he is just that clutch guy. He is somebody who wants the ball in their hands. And I think, you know, Aiden obviously was fantastic here, but 
Um, I have a hard time seeing somebody like Caleb Love getting getting into March and just really becoming a shell of himself against a team like Buffalo the way Arizona lost that first round game. Granted, there were a lot of different issues, but still, you know, this this kid is clutch. His his game is really polishing up to be all around, whereas at North Carolina it was very predicated on just taking a bunch of shots. But, you know, he recognized that. You know, I think UNC recognized that. And sometimes, you know, parting and, and moving forward to something different is really best for both sides. And you look at the way UNC's playing, you look at the way Arizona's playing, it certainly worked out. And it's no secret that Love came in here wanting to be coached, you know, wanting to become more of a well-rounded player. And as a result, it's hard to kind of point the figure at him as somebody who maybe holds the ball a little bit too long or takes many shots when you have four other guys in that starting lineup in double figures. So he has fit in tremendously. And I think really Tommy Lloyd should get a lot of credit for that, Mike. Yeah, Brad, we're talking about there's been, you know, there's only been six consensus for AP first team All-Americans in school history. And you're starting to wonder if maybe Caleb Love could be that seventh, the way that he's finishing. Arizona's likely to be a one seed or at least the way they keep playing. Um, probably going to have a top five team in the country. The way that he's playing, I think that you, I think you can easily start to make that case. Yeah, you can certainly make the argument. It's going to be whether the you know Eastern bias, frankly, is just too great with Arizona playing so many late games on uh, Pac-12 Network. But he's certainly deserving with the way he's played this year. Yeah, for sure. And so, what did oh now going forward? Now moving forward, then a little bit. Um, when this team plays like this again, I believe that they have the highest upside or as good upside as there is in the country. Um, and what I'm also very happy about is Keyshawn Johnson playing the way that he is. Uh, Keyshawn is. Kind of that, uh, you know, and Schuster's mentioned this before, the energy that he brings is just contagious. It's something that you don't really have anybody else on this team that uh, um, the way that he plays, it's something that's it's something that I think is just very, very appealing. And I think there's going to be times when Arizona goes small. By the way, I, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, um, let's see here. Uh, by the way, we're not all UCLA fans. I cannot bring myself to root for UCLA. I just want Arizona to be able to take, I just want Arizona to be able to take care of business. Um, I'd rather root for Washington state because I cannot, I cannot root for Mick Cronin. I can't do it. I won't do it. Also, I do believe we have a troll in here. We could be looking at a troll. I believe Electron vibes still see an early exit in the tournament. Don't like the defensive performance. Are you an ASU fan? My friend, I see that as being somewhat of the case, but Ben, um, overall though, this was just, like I said, this was, this was a very good performance and yes, Houston is really good, but I believe that Arizona's best lineup at times, at times is going to be with Keisha Johnson out there on the court. And I think that that's, um, that's something that Arizona kind of needs to get used to, especially if Kylan Boswell's playing the way that he's playing along with Jaden Bradley. And, uh, you know, obviously Pell is going to be out there. Caleb love. I love it to be honest with you. Pardon the pun. Yeah, I think you mean what John Johnson more so at the five and Arizona going small. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, I, th I think that I think that's your deadly lineup because this Arizona team, I, I think they're good defensively, and I think they really can create havoc in, in the transition game. But the way they're going to win in March is they're going to want to play a fast tempo. They're going to want to outscore guys, and they're going to want to score at least eighty-five points. So um, when you put him at that five, I think it makes things a little bit easier for Arizona. And I, th I just thought he looks a little bit. I just thought he looked comfortable too, more so than maybe the other traditional lineup because. You know, 
when when you've watched him the last few weeks and really throughout the regular season, he's had his stretches where he's had some really good games and he's been really aggressive and he's been really impactful. But there's also been games where he's kind of just stood around on the offensive end or maybe right. just settled for outside shots. And when you slide him in at that five, I think you're demanding more out of him on both ends of the court and it just flows a lot better. I mean, today, look, he hit a couple of key outside shots and I, I think he's added that to his game. Definitely, it's better to have than not to have. But at the same time, there was a windmill dunk. There was a lot happening in transition. Um, there were some jumpers. There were some floaters. There was just a lot of different things that we're seeing out of him offensively that I certainly think he's capable of. And we've seen it at San Diego State, and we've seen it when he's played with us in stretches. But if you're able to get that out of him consistently between him, right. Love, and Boswell playing that way, I'm sorry, man. I mean, you tell me who's beating that team when they play this way. Right. And, you know, we're talking about Umar Ballo, leader of men. And I, Ben, I don't know if it's this is really the case. Knock on wood. I can get ahead of myself a little bit. But I do. He looks more comfortable at the free throw line. The, he's going up there and it looks like he's expecting to make it. It's a little bit less of that shack shot where it's just kind of <laughs> like throwing joke, like a yeah. ping pong ball at the backboard and then hoping that it goes in. There's a little bit more confidence in there. And that's where I, that's where I'm also excited too, because listen, Umar is going to have to make free throws down the stretch at some point. He's just going to have to. And yeah. if he's making free throws down the stretch, then Arizona, again, that eliminates probably one of those few weaknesses. Yeah, and, and and you talked a couple of weeks ago, I think the other week, about how just a player like him and what he brings, I think you're going to appreciate him more when he's gone, more so than when he's here. Because the free throw, the free throws are important. I get it, and he's and he's come a long way. And what tonight was what five for six? I mean, that's fantastic for him. I mean, that's something you rarely see. You know, he was six for six against ASU, six for eight against Washington State um, about a week ago, week or so ago. So that's going to be important. But I think more importantly, you know. Is he limited? Does he match up the best with some of the other more athletic bigs in college basketball? No, but that's okay because I think he plays within the flow of what they're trying to do. And again, it, it's really hard to find, I think, a big out there who's going to get you 12 to 15 points a game and, and 10 to 15 rebounds a game. Because when you talk about what's automatic about his game, that's what's automatic. Right. And I think it, it helps Arizona from a rebounding standpoint, it, it gets them going on the defensive end. And he really is that anchor down low in terms of just getting the ball out, creating more opportunities for this offense. And as long as he's able to do that, you know, I think they're going to be in a good spot. And, you know, could he be a little bit better? And do you wish, you know, he was more dominant? Yeah. But I mean, the way this Arizona team is built, you don't necessarily need him to be, you know, that A plus plus big who's versatile and athletic and can do a number of different things. As long as he's getting rebounds and double digit points, what more can you ask for? All right, now, uh, there's a good debate going on but here. Again, that's why we rely on all your comments, because you guys are all smarter than me. Well, you might not be smarter than Ben, but you're definitely smarter than me, and that's why we rely on you guys. Um, let's uh, we'll, we'll talk about Houston here in a second. All right, Electron Vibes. Hello, Anthony. This is definitely Anthony Totry. Um, I would I would be very surprised if this wasn't. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's talk about a little bit of this back and forth between AJW and Andrew Blaho. I agree with both of you, to be honest with you, um, in that, yes, you want to have the easiest path possible. But I'm also at the point with this Arizona team where, to me, it's far more about Arizona at this point in that when Arizona brings it, when Arizona, when they've got that look in their eyes, when they bring it, when they are totally engaged, I don't worry about who Arizona's playing really. Again, sure, I'd like mm -hmm. to play the crummier team if possible, but I think it's far more 
I think it's far more needed for Arizona to be where you are playing the team or you're 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 performing the best Arizona that you can. You've got an engaged Kylan Boswell. You've got uh, Caleb Love. You listen, Caleb Love's and AJ is going to make fun of me on this. I'm all for the Caleb Love experience, but I don't want the missed dunks and things like that. But if you get that Caleb Love, not missing the dunks, if you get Pella Larson, who's being aggressive, who's shooting the open three when he's giving it to him, when you got Umar Ballo, leader of men, making his free throws, Keyshot Bean, that to me is far more far more important to Arizona's success than maybe being able to slide by against a crummy team. Again, I want to play the crummy team, but to me it's yeah. still more about Arizona. Look, every March, you know, fans, coaches, players, you know, matchups are going to be in the back of the head. But I think we need to really get away from that mindset this year because this Arizona team, and we've seen a lot of talented Arizona teams, but this Arizona team the last 10 years is just different. It really is. And they've shown you in different ways how they can win ball games, whether it's going small, scoring a lot of points, you know, whether it's slowing the game down if they have to. And I don't worry about years past like I did years past because there's not that clear flaw, right? right. Where you I think, agree. oh, if if Arizona runs into a, a team that's smaller and plays fast and has a bunch of guards who can shoot, they're in trouble. Or if Arizona's, you know, against a opponent who is bigger, well, it's going to be tough because that opponent's going to out-rebound them, be more physical, slow the game down, and, and ultimately win that way. You got Love, who's a dog, who can make shots. He's super talented. Any team in college basketball would be lucky to have him. He's different. You know, when the game's in question, he's somebody who's going to be able to make that shot and, and take control of the game. Kind of like a Ben Matherden, you know, but a lot of like a Ben One bird. White. A Ben One White, yeah, exactly. But he's somebody who Arizona didn't have last year. And when they were getting punched in the mouth by Princeton, when they needed buckets and when nobody was answering, you saw what happened. Arizona has difference makers. They have guys who can answer on both ends of the court, and they match up pretty pretty well against against everybody. I mean, granted, college basketball is is always a crapshoot come March, but outside of Houston, UConn, those two teams, there's nobody that I look at, look at and say, hey, you know, Arizona has no chance of of beating those teams because they've shown throughout the regular season. Right, you know, they've played Duke. If they played Purdue again, I think they beat Purdue. Um, you know. They've played a lot of good at different teams and they've gone through that adversity early where you kind of question some things, perimeter defense, effort, confidence. But we're at a point in the year where, you know, they've shown us at least the last three or four games that they've overcome a lot of that. And you just hope that the gas continues to be uh, on the on the pedal there. And this continues. And I was really happy gas on a pedal. uh, The foot on the pedal. You put gas in the gas tank. Right. Okay. Now, yes, you do. Ben, Ben has a Tesla though. So it might be a little bit different for that. It's uh, a little that. difficult for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when Maybe you've not got the a, best analogy we, uh, we picked there. When you've got a Nissan Altima or a Nissan uh, Altima, you do not have to worry about that. I pump gas the traditional way. So again, I don't need At to circle worry K about you that. do. Yep. All right. Now prize picks. Ben White, have you ever played prize picks? I'm sure you have. I have. All right. Here's the deal with prize picks. All kinds of good stuff. Um, now, uh, let's see. Prize picks is a really simple to play. You can make uh, picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. Basically, if you think somebody, if you got a little bit of a stat idea on somebody or, uh, you know, something like that, you could put that in there. And again, you can turn $10 into uh, 1000 with just a few taps call to action. All right, here's the deal. Go to p- uh, prizepicks.com slash PHNX and use code PHNX for a first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash PHNX and use code PHNX. Pick more, pick less. Uh, it's that easy. All right, now, Ben, what kind of flooring do you have? Well, Empire flooring, obviously. 
duh. I mean, let's be honest here. Who doesn't have Empire Flooring? Check out Empire Flooring today. My parents actually do have Empire Flooring. I'm not making that up. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, schedule a free in-home uh, estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. All right. All kinds of good stuff with Empire Flooring. All right. Now, um, I'm also, and again, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Mr. Tyler Warden. That was very, very good. Uh, hold on. Uh, when you have a Kia, the Kia boys put their foot on the pedal. It was actually a Kia woman that uh, took it, a Kia girl. We do not like this. All right, now, but uh, all right, now moving forward a little bit, uh, AJ made another good point here that Arizona's also got the got the lineups that can go with pretty much anybody. Um, listen, Armando made a very good point about how you know you need to be able to defend the three point line. Obviously, very good point. Generally, in games when Arizona has struggled, it's because you're giving up three pointers to guys that look like me and Ben One White. You do not want that to be the case, but with, uh, with Arizona though, you can go small. And again, that's why I think that going small is going to be something that is going to be very, uh, a, a very enticing option for the U of a, because, you know, Umar, you know, you can bring him in and out, but I'm, you're also going to need guys that can make free throws at the end of the game. You're also, uh, and Keyshawn. Keyshawn's six seven, but let's be honest mm. here. Keyshawn at six seven should all also the way that he's strong, the way that he's physical, he can play better, bigger than that. And I think that's also where I'm excited to see what just kind of from his athleticism perspective, his quotient, where exactly he can be because I think there's a real potential there for him, Ben. Yeah, and, and to the point earlier, you know, when they go small, I think it naturally just asks more out of him on both ends of the court because he's he's having to account more for what's going on closer to the rim and on the defensive end. You know, when you're able to force those turnovers and make those stops and get going in transition, you know, I think that's really where he shines. I mean, that windmill dunk was crazy. He did make some good spot-up shots as well. But I, I'd like to get to a point where, you know, this is a guy who's giving us, you know, 15 and, you know, seven a game, right? And I think Every we can get to game. that point. 15 and seven, a couple blocks. Do it. Make it happen. Yeah. yeah, and I think we can definitely get to that point. You've seen in stretches throughout the season, he has had those moments. But yeah, when Arizona goes with that lineup and and they get him involved early, um, it, it only makes things easier on, on both ends. And I think somebody like him is obviously a fifth-year player. He's here for a reason. And Arizona's energy is just different when he's playing well, too. I think... When you talk about the word impact, the two guys on this team, and then I'm not saying the other guys aren't impactful. Somebody like Caleb Lubb is very important. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of the energy transitioning to the rest of the lineup and just how Arizona plays on that day against that opponent, Keisha Johnson and Kylan Boswell are your two guys because if they have these types of performances – Arizona's in a really good spot. Arizona's in a really good spot. And again, those are the two guys that have kind of been the, uh, kind of been mercurial this season, kind of going up and down. Uh, there's been good games. There's been bad games again with Keyshawn. To me, there is no excuse for Keyshawn to not play well because Keyshawn is an energy effort, athleticism player. Keyshawn Johnson should 100% play well. Oh, Jacob Franklin looks like he wants to join the chat. I see it. We're bringing Jacob Franklin in right now. Jacob Franklin, you're coming in the chat. Oh, hold on. Jacob Franklin. Oh, hold on. I thought he wanted to join the, uh, join the show. Also, um, uh, you are right. It was a uh, point was made here that in the tournament too, like, you know, some teams are going to be able to slow down Arizona's ability to uh, be able to get out on the break and get easy buckets. That's, uh, you are, uh, exactly right on that. And that's why I think it's also important to add that opportunity to be able to go small when you can. Um, now, it's uh, uh, Josh Passner. We need to talk about him for a second. Yeah. Um, 
I was at the game, <laughs> but I um uh, I was able to catch about the last 10 minutes. That dude is a natural, man. He is He's there good. are some guys that should probably not be broadcasting, but um he is an absolute he was he was fantastic. Talk about being natural. Um okay, by the way, uh Jacob Franklin says he wasn't trying to join, he just wanted to show he had a viewer. Sorry, Jacob, you got me excited. But Pastor, though, is great. <laughs> As many pastor uh, exper uh, pastor experiences, as many pastor broadcasts as possible. Yes, please sign me up for two. He was great. He was, um, and I think it was a good combination. I think AG put it out on Twitter, so I'll steal his line. It was a good combination of X's and O's, you know, personality, and just really letting you know what was going on with the game. And I think possession by possession, he was able to kind of break down what happened. You know, from a play standpoint, you don't get a lot of that. You know, you wonder too. How many of these guys at the color spot are actually watching these games or actually, you know, keeping up with what's going on in real time? And, you know, I thought he was great and I thought he brought the energy and I thought passion him were just a natural. And I'll, I'll say this much. Whenever Dave Pash has called an Arizona game lately, they've they've beaten the opponent by 20 plus. So maybe we need more uh, Dave Pash and Josh Pastner on those broadcasts. I'm totally cool with that. And Josh Pastner is one of the, Josh Pastner is Arizona royalty to the, uh, to the extreme. That was also what was very cool about it. Now um, let's talk a little bit about Arizona and the LA schools. Again, I'm going to still root for Washington state tonight. I might be being stupid. I can't root for UCLA. I also don't want Carlos to have any uh, uh, happiness on Twitter. Both of those people, but with uh, Arizona, I need Arizona to smack both these teams. I get that Arizona, or the Arizona hasn't beat UCLA and Poly since 2017. It's cool. This UCLA yeah. team stinks. I mean, you watch UCLA. Is there anybody in UCLA's rotation? Maybe there is somebody, but I don't know it. Is there anybody in UCLA's rotation that would play at Arizona, Ben One White? I do not see it. No, absolutely not. No starters. Yeah. Yeah, there's no starters. So again, Arizona's going in there with, and this is one of those games, I don't care if they're playing on the moon or wherever. And again, I get anybody rooting for uh, a UCLA. I totally get it. I'm just saying that I'm going to stand on principle on this one. Uh, USC is another one. USC's got a lot of talent, but man, I mean, you talk about a team with a chicken with their head cut off. You've got Isaiah Collier is going to be a top 10 pick. Boogie Ellis was looking like he'd be an All-American. You've got uh, you got uh, Kobe Johnson. you got Rodman. Uh, big Vince, the Prince up. I mean, they've got talent, but they've just been awful all season. Arizona should beat both of those teams. And if Arizona doesn't, then that's more on Arizona than anything else, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think up until March, any game that Arizona loses, I think it's it's more so on them. I know Shear was saying, oh, maybe they drop one of the L.A. games. But to me, that's just unacceptable. Right. Um, USC or UCLA looks like one of the worst teams in, in division one, especially at the power five level with the way they're playing. I mean, the Bono, the, the yes. lock... Andre Barris, you're right. Bono would definitely play here. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, oh yeah. Bono. Bono. Yeah. We forgot about him. Yeah, he would play. Um, but yeah, UCLA, you should smack them. I, I don't think it should be even particularly close. Um, USC, um, granted they did go toe to toe with, uh, with Washington state for a little bit and they've had injuries all year. Collier hasn't been healthy and, you know, it always seems Andy Enfield, you know, th there's some questions about him, but he always gets bailed out with injuries or something that he can't control. And yet somehow USC finds a way to be, I guess, somewhat in the conversation at the end of the year. But no, they're they're not anywhere near on Arizona's level. And I would imagine that, you know, you're going to beat them as well. And you should be beating both these teams by double digits because you need that one seed in the Pac-12 tournament. You don't want to have to play early. You don't you don't want to have to mess around with that because 
March is at stake and you need to take care of business. And, you know, I'd imagine that's what they're going to do. I mean, they, they've really given us no reason to think otherwise, you know, from what they've shown the last three games. And I liked, I liked what the Tommy Gunn said about, um, about the impact of the uh, Pac-12 tournament where he said they, uh, um, you know, he said with, uh, he said, there's still something about or Pac-12 tournament, excuse me, Pac-12 regular season. He said, we want to win the regular season. We want to win it outright. We don't want to, we don't want to be tied. None of that tie crap. I agree because on top of that, let's be honest here. If it's tied in Washington state beat you both times, Washington State is going is to be the one seed yeah. for um uh Washington State's going to be that one seed. I also think it gives you a margin for error. If you uh, if you win out in the regular season and say you win or lose in the lose on Friday, and again I don't want to lose on Friday because I'm going to be in the pack uh, the Pac-12 tournament through Sunday. But let's just say you lose on uh, you lose on you know Friday or whatever the case may be, then it's like okay you cleared out the, what you needed to clear out during the regular season. Half of these teams are going to be losing games. And so you feel really pr- good about getting your one or your two seed out West, which you're going to get obviously, but just take care of business against the LA schools. That's all I'm going to say, period point blank. Yeah, that, that's, that's really it. And then to your point on the Pac-12 tournament, if they take care of business up till Friday, ideally you'd like them to blow through it and, and win the whole thing. But I think you're at a point where if you do that, you're probably in Salt Lake City. You're not having to worry about Tennessee taking potentially that other one seed there in the West because you do want that one seed. And then you're going to be in a good spot. So, I mean, we have to take it game by game. But at the same time, you know, this team is in a great position and they've they're clicking at the right time. I mean, a lot of teams in college basketball are, you know, top heavy teams are having issues right now. I mean, Kansas lost to Baylor. Kansas lost another game today. So there have been some other teams like UConn who have lost um, some games that they shouldn't have. So again, yeah, Arizona stands out and just do what you need to do. I mean, we're at a point in the year where it's uh, it's buckle up and uh, it's no nonsense. I did find it funny. Um, Tommy Lloyd was asked after the game just about um, bringing uh, Boswell off the bench for senior day. And he goes, if I had a crystal ball and knew that would happen, Boswell would be coming off the bench every game. So I thought maybe that was there's just funny. something for this. Again, I don't think that's yeah. not the case here, but maybe there is something for it because again, Pella Larson last year looked a lot more comfortable coming off the bench. I mean, some people are just different in, you know, in certain ways. Also, I am glad that Arizona has its finite rotation at this point. And let's be honest here. It's seven and a half players. Um, the teams yeah. that worry me are the ones where you're still trying to figure out exactly who should be playing, who shouldn't as the, uh, as you've got the uh, postseason tournament coming into it. I don't like any of that. I've never liked that. Um, you know, listen, there's seven players on this team that are going to play 20 plus minutes per game. Mount Crevis is going to have his role, but that could also mm-hmm. be, he could also have a game where he's going to play 13 minutes. He could also have a game where he's going to play six minutes. You don't really know, but I'm at that point though, too, like I said, where I, I love this rotation because again, you've got ball handling, you got you got enough shooting, you've got the perimeter size, which I think is going to be yeah. key, especially if you go big. Then you got Keyshot, you got Umar Ballo, et cetera. Again, the rotation to me is really solid. And, and nobody looks out of place either um, when they're asked to maybe play a little bit more minutes than they're accustomed to or, or take a backseat role. I think this team is very selfish and they understand selfish. what they need to do. White coming they need- up with all kinds of terms. I like it. Yeah, now I'm now I'm messing with you at this point, um, but no, I think this team I think this team plays really well. Um, Lewis, I think, is somebody who you know has had his ups and downs the last couple of weeks. I think foul trouble is something that comes to mind. But what he played 11 minutes today, I know he didn't have any points, but he made some big plays on the defensive end. Bradley as well, 15 minutes, he looks more comfortable. 
maybe starting to flirt with double digit points if he's able to see you know 15 to 20 plus minutes a game he did have eight tonight and, and granted Why a lot of that was say because he can't score sheer says this all the time and he's wrong people make it out like i'm this not sure like, i don't get yeah. it then yeah i'm not sure because um he's somebody who can get to the rim i think he's got a, a little a nice a nice little jump shot it's getting better um but when you're long like him and when you're athletic and you're able to do what you do on the defensive end and, and create easy buckets for your, for yourself. Um, have a hard time seeing with the more minutes that he sees that he's not at least getting 10 plus points a game. And, you know, it, you're going to need that because, you know, God forbid Boswell struggles again, you know, you've got him as an option. If things get a little get bit tight on the defensive end, you can go to him, you can go to Crevis and you can even go and put Balo on the bench as well and still feel okay and pretty comfortable. Um, right. Not a lot of teams out there, too. I mean, you say seven and a half, but not a lot of teams out there can comfortably go to all seven guys and, and feel okay about it. I mean, let's just be honest here. Well, right. I mean, look at a team like Kansas. They're ranked seventh in the country, and Granny McCuller is probably going to be out for the rest of the season. That's at least the way it appears. But you, they've essentially got four and a half players that they really feel comfortable with playing. This is a uh, this is a good team. And again, with KJ Lewis, I don't really worry about him so much. I do think that with Crevis, there is a little bit where I think the game is probably uh, going to be a little bit too. Uh, too fast for him at certain points. I totally understand that. And that's something that I think is, you know, that's something that certainly merits, you know, some concern. Um, but uh, Lewis does look like he's hit a little bit of a wall, but I still think, I mean, I look back to that ASU game when you're, when so much of what you're uh, when so much of what you yeah. do is attributed to finishing and transition, being able to get rebounds, being around, having a nose for the ball. I'm, I'm still okay with it. I mean, Arizona theoretically still has five more games before the NCAA tournament, but I would like to get KJ back to where, you know, going into each game. All right. He's probably going to be good for six to nine points, three to five rebounds, you know, uh, and some, you know, some game changing type defense. Crevis to me is a little bit different because he's a big, but you know, KJ, I'd like to see KJ getting kind of back into that realm. Ben one white. Yeah. And I think tonight was a, or today was a good first step um, because he wasn't asked to go out there and do a whole lot. But when he's comfortable, I mean, he can impact the game on the defensive end tremendously. And I think, you know, you've talked about the physical attributes he has and what he can do. I mean, there's not a guy on this team that is quite built like him. I mean, he just looks so different out there. Um, you know, if that's a guy who becomes consistent and finds a nice little shot for himself, that's a lottery pick right there, Mike. Right, for sure. By the way, I guess McCuller played today. I didn't actually watch him, but I was on Kansas message boards the other night, and they were saying that he's probably not good, that he uh, that his uh, future looked very much in doubt. So again, it, it, I like I always say, ignore my, almost everything what I say. I am here for you to make fun of me. Um, now, uh, looking at looking ahead though a little bit, everybody's talking about Houston, and here's where I think that Arizona fans also got to understand a little bit that you know we kind of live in a little bit of a uh, a bubble, and there's nothing wrong with that because it's the best bubble there is in college basketball but you know a team like houston houston's really really good they're physical but man they go through stretches where they can't score and you watch them yeah. and they don't have a lot of you know just dynamic players as far as man they can go out and get you now granted the way they play but you can go out and get you 20 to 22 24 points whatever the case may be so even a team like houston has got some real you know has got some real detriments when when it comes to march and you know some of that showed last year with houston as well yeah, I mean, and I, I get they won against Baylor, but it required, what, overtime about a week ago. I mean, there was like a six-minute stretch where they had like, what, six points? Seven, right. 
you know, seven, eight points, something crazy like that, where defensively they're locked in, but they just didn't have really any guys who, when push comes to shove, can get you a basket. And I think that that way of college basketball winning in the postseason, I think that those days are kind of over, are they not? Because, you know, we've seen teams and, you know, Tom Miller is a perfect example. The 2013-2014 team was fantastic, but it, it couldn't score either. And ultimately, right. that is what lost them in the in the tournament, you know. So, again, I think Arizona is built differently. Um, UConn, I'm a little bit more concerned about because they do legitimately go seven, eight deep, and they have a number of different guys and guards, especially at the guard spot, who can score. But Houston, they beat you up, they punch you in the mouth. But I think this Arizona team is more up for that type of test this year than last year's because. There's an element of toughness. You know, this team can play well defensively when they're really locked in when they want to, this Arizona team. And if they were to play Houston, um, it might be tough and they might lose that game. But I just have a hard time seeing them not being in that game, Mike. Yeah, for sure. Ben, also, do you think that they should, if we're talking about going to Phoenix, keep in mind, how many, how much do you think that they're going to be spending on some boroughs, being that it's up in Phoenix? Well, if it's up in Phoenix, then obviously quite a bit. I would imagine they're going to have some burrows just like Jacob Franklin. Let some burrows cater your next meal, big or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. All kinds of good stuff. Try their Fiesta platter with mouth-watering red and green chili beef, mini chimneys, homemade taquitos, chips, fresh guac, and their famous hot sauce. All kinds of good stuff at some burrows. Again, you will thank me later. Now, I... It, it certainly looked at the end of the game like all of the seniors that could theoretically come back are probably going, but I am still going to hold strong that one of them comes back. I have no inside information on this. It certainly didn't look like they plan on coming back, but I am going to hold strong to this, Ben. I do believe that one of those seniors is going to come back, whether it's Pella Larson or Umar Ballo, leader of men, and I, we, we should absolutely welcome that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. They'll have a place. I kind of hope it's Pella because – in a selfish way, I think Umar Ballo is, is so important. And look, I'm not trying to poo-poo or talk down on him, but you kind of know what he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of know what he is. Pella, Pella keeps you on the edge of your seat, man. Like, he's a senior. You're at a point in his career where you should know what type of player he is. But there's always something, I think, every game where you kind of look at it and say, can he do more in that area? What right. more can he show us? And right. You know, he showed us, what, 22 points tonight and four for six from three. I haven't seen a lot of that from him when he's been here. I'm also I'm also at the point, too, with this team where it, it feels a, the other thing, too, that feels a little bit different about this year, obviously, than Pat, we've talked about having somebody that wants the ball at the end of the game, obviously. But it also feels like a team that has a little bit more. It, it can almost self-police itself a little bit more if that if that makes any sense Um, in that he that it's. You know, if, if somebody's getting out of line, you have multiple players that are there. Like last year, it almost kind of felt like it was just kind of a happy-go-lucky free-for-all where it didn't yeah. really, um, it you know, it didn't really feel like that anybody was really answering to anybody. They were just a bunch of, you know, good kids. Um, and that is... Uh, that to me is a little bit different this year. And then I think you've got players that can kind of self-police themselves, Ben. And I think that's something that I'm also very excited about. Yeah, well, the way they play and, and the way this team is constructed, it's not like last year where you kind of just hope that Tubelis gets you the automatic, you know, 15 and 10 and increases shoots well. Um, and Bambalo gets his boards. It, it's an entirely different team. And, you know, they've shown you in stretches where they come out, they play well in the first half, but maybe they don't play as well the first couple of minutes in that second half. But they're able to correct that very quickly. Whereas I think last year they would come out in second halves of games and you would just wonder if the lights were even on. 
at right. times. So, I mean, yeah. they've given you every reason. It, it it shows that Tommy Lloyd is is really in control, and the guys I think all you know play well together, and I think there's a chemistry level that we just didn't see last year. I mean, to me. Have there been stretches where you think, oh, they're just standing around and offensively it could have been a little bit more efficient? Yes. But at the same time, you know, for the better part of this entire year, this team has moved the basketball really well. They've gotten good open shots. They're very efficient with what they do each possession. It's not just hero ball or a guy standing around on the perimeter. Everybody wants to be involved. Whereas last year, nobody wanted to be involved. It was just Tubelis and Creasa. Right now, I've never seen Dennis Walsh, the great Dennis Walsh. Very good point. I've never seen someone play more D with their face than Pella. Yes, yeah, no he is. He's the Swedish <laughs> pinball is that's the term that I think is very much. Um, uh, that's the and uh, John uh, John Hippensteel. I believe I've uh, pronounced this right. I think I, you've actually given me kudos on this. This year yeah. we have five legit leaders on floor at any point in time. Agreed. And they're players again. I don't need to worry about getting some stupid technical or you know mouthing off to the official or going yeah. over. Of nine while continuing to talk crap. These guys take care of business. And again, it's cool. Also, the other thing too that I'm very excited about this team is that they're playing their best ball as March as March has hit. Mm-hmm. That to me is something that is very, very important. Again, the you don't always have to have that, but generally teams are that are, you know that are really clicking come March. Those are generally the ones that go far. And again, I know that 97 got swept by the Bay Area schools. I lived it. I watched both those games at Applebee's. It was very, very frustrating. Applebee's by Park Place Mall, by the way. Um, but overall, though, Ben, this is a very, uh, very good thing. Also, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up those BTFD shirts right here, this is something that you want to get. Uh, this is something that you want to get um, right now. Wear this for the tournament. BTFD, you can go to gophnx.com, get the new release. You will thank me later for it. Um, all right, yes, let's see here. Uh, but I'm also I'm also glad to be getting out of the big or the Pac-12. This is another game where it just there's just too many teams that just stink and aren't good. Again, I get that we lost to Washington State and Oregon State. I don't care. Um, watching it, Oregon's no good. I like Dana Altman, but he's obviously lost his momentum. That program is in the toilet. Um you know, obviously the uh, yeah UCLA, so is UCLA, yeah UCLA USC. Um, it's all you know. There's just not a lot of cool yeah. stuff there. So I am more than okay to be moving on to the Big Twelve, as is Ben White, and I know Brian Jeffries is as well. Brian Jeffries was even talking about being able to go to Central Florida and be able to get one of the you know hang out with some old friends and whatnot. So, anyways, all right. Now on that note, everybody, this was fantastic. Very, very good win. Very much appreciate all of you as well. Um, I'll be back. Obviously, we've got an audio-only episode tomorrow. We'll be back with Sheer on you're, Monday. And you're forgetting something, though, Mike Luke. I believe at, uh, at 5 o'clock, Arizona Women's Hoops. Ooh, Arizona women's basketball. Now, here's where I'm at with Arizona women's basketball. First of all, it's very cool to see a Dia Barnes squad playing very well. I will not be watching the game. I will be listening to the game. I'm basically preparing for my life as a blind person, and I will be listening to the game. Again, check it out. Derek Palmer needs all of your support. If you listen to the game, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Derek is the man. Oh, and one Six thing o'clock. We- yep. One thing that we can uh, make fun of as well, how long will it take for ASU to win a game in the Big 12? They might not win a game in the Big 12 because they stink. <laughs> that is the funny part about it. Very, very much like Really, that. might not even be there by next year. I, yeah, I'd be running who knows, if I was man. Him. Who knows? All right. 
But everybody out there, very much appreciate all of you. No days off at this point. Everybody out there, even Electron Vibes, clearly not rooting for Arizona. I am Mike Luke. That is the great Ben One White. Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, the mythical figure that only comes out from time to time. Appreciate all of you guys. You are fantastic. Bear down, back the A. Go Cats.